Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am David Walker, and today we are talking about the end of an era in Atlanta. Matt Ryan has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts, um, undoubtedly because of the fallout with everything that's happened over the past couple weeks with the team pursuing Deshaun Watson, which did not happen. Um, But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Matt Ryan, his time with Atlanta, and to do that, I am joined by some of my most favorite people on the planet. Um, first, let me start off with um, the original co-host of this podcast that I will soon be leaving. Uh, she is uh, a good friend uh, in real life, not just on the Twitters and not just at the site. We're, we're legitimately good friends. Um, and that is the one and only forever mad online, Gina Kelly. Gina, how you doing? I am particularly mad online today, David. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a hell of a week for Falcons fans. And today was no exception. I'd say it's been a hell of a month. I mean, it's kind of forgot that, you know, Calvin really got suspended for a year just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, literally two weeks ago. Uh, Yes. Fun times. Fun times. Fun times at the Falcoholic. Um, (laughs) Also joining me, uh, he is my co-host, was my co-host for the post-game podcast and the preview podcast that we did in the 2021 season, uh, fitting that uh, he is also here to talk about Matt Ryan since we're constantly rattling off his stats every week, um, stats that we'll talk about here in a second, uh, the one and only Evan Birchfield. Evan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm sad to see DW go, and I'm not really sure where that leaves me, but I am here and um, you're running another... the podcast from now on. Uh, has no one told you that? Uh, oh, excellent. Excellent. Cause I don't know how you do it. So excellent. <laughs> <laughs> just um, jiggle the router cord. Right. I, I just press buttons and then it records, I think. Um, no, but I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, the Matt Ryan stuff is probably going to sink in like a couple months from now, but right now it's just kind of a somber moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, last and certainly not least, um, one of my favorite young writers at Falcoholic. I say that because he always reminds me of his age. It's son of a, um, anyhow, <laughs> the one and only Adnan Ikic. Adnan, man, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, a bit somber as Evan was saying, you know, just about everything in general, the Falcons losing Matt Ryan, uh, face of the franchise. Very sad about DW also uh, leaving us pretty soon as well. So, you know, there there have been there have definitely been better off seasons down here in Atlanta. <laughs> um, for those who are listening to the podcast, um, I, I will cover this on a, another episode. I am going to believe in the Falcoholic. We're not here to talk about that today. I just realized we sort of dropped that. I don't think. Uh, many of you on the podcast may not know that, so um, I apologize. We're sort of dropping that news in, and I want it to cloud this podcast because we are here to talk about Matt Ryan. Um, how appropriate is this, guys? I was looking at the stats, and I saw someone reference this on Twitter, and I wasn't sure if this was real, but in his career, number two played 222 games for the Falcons. Um, you could not – like pen a better total number of games for the uh, starting quarterback of the Falcons to have played 222 games with Atlanta. Um, absolutely fantastic. Now his decided to trade him so that they didn't mess up that perfect number. <laughs> and honestly, that would show a little bit more of a thought process than I expected from the way that this all went down. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um and again, we'll, we're going to cover some of this maybe on a, on a different podcast and talking about the front office mm-hmm. and, and what they're doing going forward. But 
Yeah, the, uh, definitely a, sort of an odd number, even number, I guess, better said, for uh, Ryan to finish on with his career with the Falcons. As for his career, um, real quick, these numbers, 14 seasons, uh, the 222 games, a 120 and 102 overall record, 65.5 completion percentage, 59,735 passing yards, 367 touchdowns, 170 um, interceptions, and of course, Rookie of the Year in 2008, um, first team All-Pro um, in 2016, league MVP in 2016, um, and I believe uh, six or eight Pro Bowls in his time in the league. Just uh, You cannot say enough about uh, Matt Ryan's career. I'm sorry, it's four, four Pro Bowls, pardon me. Um, you cannot say enough. In 2018, so it should be five at least. So yeah, he I, did get robbed, 100. Um, percent Yeah, well, <laughs> that's without a doubt. Um, Matt Ryan has been uh, a cornerstone of this franchise for 14 years. Uh, he is now an Indianapolis Colt. Uh, he will finish his career undoubtedly um, outside of Atlanta, probably on a uh, hopefully on a high note. I know many people who are listening to this are Matt Ryan fans. I would love to see him win a championship with uh, Indianapolis uh, and finish his career in a strong way. Finish off his Hall of Fame resume, uh, which I think will, I think a ring will put him in first ballot where he belongs. Um, but I want to start with a really simple question um, for each of you. And, and Gina, I'll go to you first. Um, what is your most uh, lasting memory of Matt Ryan and his time with the Falcons? What stands out to you? Or what do you want to say? is the most significant thing uh, about him and his time with the team? Well, I mean, the most significant thing about him, I think, is his leadership. Um, you know, especially over the past several years, he's continued to play at a really high level. He's not a guy who tries to, you know, pass blame to other people. He takes full responsibility when the team is bad, which has been true for a big chunk of his career. And he's so tough. The fact that he only missed three games in his entire 14-year tenure with the Falcons when he was taking as many hits as this man has taken yep. over the years is really remarkable. And I just think back to his first pass as a pro, um, well, in a regular season game, I know Evan mentioned uh, earlier that he was at Matt's first preseason game, but the first regular season game when he launched a 62-yard <laughs> pass to Michael Jenkins um, that was the moment that I was like, man, I was probably wrong about Glenn Dorsey. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's going to be good. Um, and, and he was good. He was better than good. He was really consistent, played at a very high level all 14 years that he was here. And I'm just really grateful that we got to experience that. Absolutely. Um, Evan, what are your takeaways of this uh, all-time franchi franchise quarterback? I mean, I'm not even sure, like, I, I don't have anything scripted and I can't really think of one specific, specific thing. Um, I did like what Gina said about, you know, he was always out there, um, you know, except for a few rare cases. He was reliable um, on and off the field. I mean, just like a professional on the field, obviously, but off the field, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better quarterback for 14 seasons. Um, you know. It, I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's a cliche, but it's like, you don't know what you have till it's gone. And I think, I hope we don't have to deal with that, but it's kind of like automatic for, for, you know, a few years going forward, you're going to realize, you know, maybe some of the Matt Ryan haters, even like he wasn't a bad quarterback. Like he was really freaking good. Um, it's just talent wasn't always there around him. And good quarterbacks, mm. you know, regardless of how great of a quarterback you are, for example, look what Tom Brady's got around him. Like, you have to have some sort of talent. And as you get older in your career, you definitely got to have some talent around you. Like, you're not going to be able to do everything yourself. Um, so that's why I, I, I love the, you know, I hate to see him go. Um, the compensation is a whole nother subject. But I'm glad to see him go somewhere where it's not a bad situation for him personally. It's a really good team. That's got some really good pieces. Plus, you know, the media is not going to be all over him. Like, you know, some other destinations he could have ended up. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really sad to see number two go. And I, I as I said before, I, I don't think it's going to really resonate until maybe even preseason regular season. Um, 
just, you know, that number two is not out there. Cause for me, you know, going from 17 to now age 31, he's been the guy. Um, so, I mean, to say it's going to be weird is an understatement. Um, but you know, I wish the best for him going forward. Hope he gets a ring. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adnan, your thoughts on Matt Ryan, his time in Atlanta. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to put into words just everything that, that Matt Ryan has meant to the Falcons organization, uh, to the Falcons fan base overall, even if, you know, a contingent of the fan base never really appreciated it the way that they should have. But, you know, the leadership, like Gina mentioned, uh, just never causing any issues off the field, which was huge after, you know, after how the Falcons previous era ended before Matt Ryan uh, and just the consistency bringing the Falcons, uh, you know, out of the wilderness, so to speak uh, from that 2007 season where, you know, in 2007, it seemed like it could have been an endless search for success and consistency. And this franchise absolutely lucked into uh, one of the best possible quarterbacks that it could have taken uh, given the circumstances, given the scenario. And, you know, then you have the Falcons immediately as soon as Matt Ryan gets there, uh, four straight winning seasons after the franchise had never even had back-to-back winning seasons in the previous 42 years of its existence before 2008. And it really, it really will be weird because, you know, when the Falcons drafted Matt Ryan, I, I was in sixth grade and, you know, now I just, finished my graduate degree uh, last year. So that that's just puts into perspective for myself uh, how much 14 years, you know, how much can happen in 14 years. And, you know, no matter what happened, you know, throughout our lives in the past 14 years, us as Falcons fans, we knew that the one consistent thing, you know, within our lives is that, you know, you have the Atlanta Falcons, their quarterback, is going to be Matt Ryan under center. And he's probably going to, you know, have a hell of a game that coming Sunday. And, you know, Matt Ryan has just taken this franchise to new heights. And uh, he made me eager to watch Falcons games every Sunday. And he made me eager going into every single season that he was the quarterback of the Falcons, no matter what the circumstances were. I always figured that the team had a shot to, compete and to really be successful because Matt Ryan was under center and you know it's going to be it's going to be really really weird transitioning away from that and it's going to be some massive massive shoes to fill for uh whoever the next franchise quarterback comes in yeah that's um you know you look at some of these records uh there's a chance these will never be touched um you know, I've been watching football since the early 80s by comparison. Some of you were not born yet uh, that are on this podcast. And I can tell you that <laughs> getting this level of QB play for this long is extraordinarily rare. Um, and I think even in this era where we have many young quarterbacks coming in uh, and just looking like, you know, just the, the next uh, big thing, um, what Ryan did is still uh, just so difficult to replicate, um, you know, year in, year out, being a, a, a top flight quarterback, being a guy who is, you know, top five, top seven, um, constantly, you know, giving you the chance to win. But I go back to 2007, and I think the thing that Ryan did the most was he made this franchise relevant again. Um, in the aftermath of 2007, with Michael Vick heading to jail, Bobby Petrino, uh, worthless scum, leaving this franchise in shambles. Um, I, I, I will never forget. Most people thought this team was going to be one of the worst teams in the league in 2008. Uh, I saw some predictions with maybe they get two wins, maybe they get the four wins, but that would be the peak uh, with a rookie quarterback. Back then, rookie quarterbacks didn't have success. It was not expected. Um, it was not the trend for a rookie quarterback even to start. You had guys who had come into the league that had to sit for a year, two years. Um, Matt Ryan comes in in 2008, starts immediately, um, goes 11-5, and five, 
takes this franchise that had won four games the year before, and they go 11 to five, then make it to the playoffs. He wins rookie of the year. Um, shows us why he's got the moniker of Matty Ice by you know putting together several memorable game-winning drives, including the one against the Chicago Bears in his rookie year that I don't think anyone for, will forget. Um, and in the next four or five years, the Falcons never have a losing season under Matt Ryan. First time ever in franchise history they had had back-to-back winning seasons was under Matt Ryan. Um, this suddenly went from a team that may have to completely rebuild from the bottom up, you know, four or five years to being a playoff contender every single year because of Matt Ryan. Um, 33 comebacks in his career, 42 game-winning drives, does everything you could want from a quarterback. Um, The epitome of professionalism at the position. You cannot say uh, enough good things about this guy, a a pillar in the the community, never got into any trouble um, outside of uh, the field, Um, always conducted himself in a way that you you would say is the gold standard for quarterbacks. And even through all of this was booed by many fans for years, uh, years in Atlanta because he wasn't Mike Vick. Uh, was booed when he would step onto the field. And he even earned the respect of those fans. They may not like him, but my God, they have to respect what he did for this franchise. He owns every record you could want. But I think the thing that's most notable is Matt Ryan made this franchise relevant again when it was about to go down the tubes. And he did it as a 22-year-old rookie, and he did it uh, while getting this team to be uh, a perennial playoff contender. Um, the last several years have been tough. It's been tough to watch Ryan get pummeled behind terrible offensive lines. I look forward to him playing on a really good team uh, with a lot of talent around him. Uh, and hopefully he will finish his career off strong with Indianapolis. Um, all right. Next question for you guys. Uh, this one will be a little bit more fun. Um, what is your favorite all-time game from Matt Ryan uh, throughout his long career. I know that's got, there is a lot out there to choose from. Uh, I know several immediately popped to mind for me. Um, Adnan, since uh, you were last, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, what's the, one of the games that st- stands out to you as one of your all-time favorite Matt Ryan games? I mean, it's really hard to narrow down. And, you know, I would have probably gone with that 2008 one with the bears, but you know, you, you already mentioned that one. So let me go, let me go in a different direction uh, to 2016, that game against the Carolina Panthers, uh, the one at the Georgia dome oh. uh, where Matt Ryan went for, I think over 500 yards, exactly 500 which, yards, yep. Yep, which I think is uh, to this, I think it's a, his career high to this day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, going into that game, sure. We remember 2016 very fondly and, Remember that the Carolina Panthers weren't a very good football team in 2016, but going into that game, that was a Carolina Panthers team that was coming off of a 15 and one season and a Super Bowl, you know, appearance with the MVP Cam Newton from that year. And, you know, they come into Atlanta after the Falcons uh, are coming into that game on the back end of a gauntlet schedule where they had to go to new orleans week three to oakland week two um they had to go uh on the road after that week they had to play the uh denver broncos who were the super bowl champions uh then the seattle seahawks who were also very good and you know after that loss the bucks were like damn like you know how how bad can it get this season (laughs) and you know in that game matt ryan i remember lit the panthers up and it was Julio Jones who, you know, stole the headlines, had 300 yards in that game, and deservedly so. But Matt Ryan was a guy passing it to him. And, you know, I remember the Falcons scoring, what, 48 points in that game. And that just felt like, you know, that just felt like this Falcons team was, it was different. Like this offense is absolutely lethal. Uh, going up against a defense that was elite the year before, 
And I mean, the way that Matt Ryan dissected them was absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, the Falcons won that game. They beat the Broncos. They should have beaten the Seahawks. And, you know, the rest was history after that. They, they went on that unprecedented run uh, in franchise history, I mean, into the Super Bowl. And you know, I think that was one of those games that gave Matt Ryan one of his MVP moments from that season. Yeah, um, that is a really good one. Uh, Benny Ben Wickery is no longer in the league in part to what um, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones did to him in the game. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. He was torched alive. They left him on an island against Julio. What a, what a fool. Um, all right, Evan, what is uh, one of your favorite all-time games from Matt Ryan in his time with the Falcons? Yeah, Adnan kind of took mine, but I'll uh... – I mean, it's hard to just pick one. Um, I, I think of 2008 against the Packers um, when they beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay as like one of the, I mean, his stat line was like, I think he just had shy of 200 yards and two touchdowns. But it was one of those games where it really like showed what Matt Ryan could potentially turn into because um, it was a pretty good game for him and he was still a rookie. Um, and to do that in Green Bay, I thought that was a big statement. But, I mean, it, like there's so many games you could pick from. Um, everybody listening to this probably has literally their own favorite um, that mm -hmm. won't be mentioned. It's just he's had that long and, you know, that good of a career. But for me, I mean, that's one of the, like, first early ones I can remember. That's a really good one as well. Um, and I remember that one, yeah. It was a sort of a signature win his rookie season. Uh, for sure. Um, Gina, you saw a lot of these games uh, up close and personal. Uh, you had season tickets for several years. Um, are there any that stand out to you that you sort of cling to as one of your favorites? There are a lot, and I'm really glad that I get to go last because I uh, jotted down several so that I would have something <laughs> to talk about after Adnan and Evan both went. Um, I've got to really start, though, with the 2016 NFL championship game. Mm. Just absolutely dismantling the Packers. I, and, you know, we've seen the Falcons lose to the Packers before in the postseason. And, you know, it's been brutal. And I was very nervous about that game coming into it. And the Falcons just absolutely dominated. I remember talking to Scott Pioli at halftime and I was like, they're doing pretty well. And he's like, well, there's a lot of game left. But then I talked to Mark Murphy from the Packers because he was in the press box getting popcorn. <laughs> I was like, how are you feeling? And he was like, this is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, obviously trying to be polite and professional because I was there working. But um, yeah, it was definitely a disaster for Green Bay. And that having that be the last Falcons game in the Georgia Dome, it was just such a special moment to see them absolutely dominate like that. Um, obviously, I enjoyed that game much more than the next game. But um, the other one that I thought about was that I think is important to mention is Matt Ryan's first playoff win against mm. Seattle. And yep. that was one that was before I was covering the team. So I was just there as a fan and I, it was just incredibly special because Falcons fans we felt like you know the playoffs were futile for a long time um under Mike Smith and it felt like uh, like something that the Falcons weren't going to be able to shake you know we were like are they ever going to get a playoff win you know they score one safety in a playoff game against the oh, Giants. Giants like what a mess but um, when they finally got that win, that was just such a special moment. I felt like that was really kind of a turning point for a lot of fans who thought Matt Ryan couldn't possibly be the guy. And when he finally got that win, I think that that did change people's um, perspective on him a little bit. And then number three on my list is every win against the Saints. Very special, <laughs> very memorable. <laughs> I will cherish those memories always. Uh, and also, I just wanted to say, uh, Gina mentioned the 2016 championship game. Uh, can we do like, you know, how most people do, how most people don't recognize the last two seasons of Game of Thrones after season six? Right. Can we just say that everything <laughs> after the 2016 championship game is not canon and yes. just not recognize that in Falcons history at all? Yeah. This seems fair to me. I'm on board. I agree. Uh, 100% on board. Um. As for me, uh, obviously the 2016 NFC Championship game uh, is a definite 
stand out uh, as well as the 2012 um, game, which ended in a Matt Ryan comeback uh, with Matt Bryant punching it in against the Seahawks, as we all remember. Uh, so yet another comeback from Matt Ryan in his career. Um, a couple that I would add on is uh, one, another one from 2016, again, against Green Bay, but it was during the season. Um, the Falcons were four and three. Uh, they came home. Uh, they had just lost two in a row. They lost to the Seahawks on the road. They lost to the Chargers at home. And uh, they really needed this win against the Green Bay Packers. And man, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was slicing and dicing in that game. He made the Falcons defense look like, well, the Falcons defense. Um, and Matt Ryan not only kept pace with him, um, he ended up beating him uh, again with a, uh, a patented fourth quarter drive, which ended in a touchdown pass to Mohamed Sanu. Uh, they won that game 33 to 32. That one stands out as one of my favorites. I was at that game and with one of my friends and uh, we just went bonkers when he hit that pass uh, to Sanu in, in the end zone. So uh, fantastic game there. Uh, one I'll never forget. And then there's one that I think uh, we tend to overlook, but this happened back in the 2010 season. And I remember Falcons fans at that point were saying, Falcons need to turn more of this offense over to, to Matt Ryan. They need to let him run the no huddle more. Well, we finally saw that when they took on the Baltimore Ravens. And um, the first half of that game was basically the Falcons letting Matt Ryan run the offense from the line. It was basically just you know a, a full half of the no huddle offense, and they scored touchdowns on three straight drives on the Baltimore Ravens defense, which at that time was one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and it was sort of the first, one of the first games where the Falcons finally turned it loose, uh, let Ryan run the show. And man, he proved all of us right who had been saying that he needed to run this offense from the field. Uh, fantastic game. I still love going back and watching that. Uh, Ravens fans will complain about Roddy White pushing off on one of the touchdown receptions, but that was just Roddy being uh, extremely good at what he does. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to talk a little bit more about Matt Ryan, his time in Atlanta. Um, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. We're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. I'm joined by Gina Kelly, Evan Birchfield, Adnan Ikic, and we're talking about Matt Ryan and his time with this franchise, uh, which is now over as he has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, guys, we talked about some of our favorite games, um, you know, things that stood out about Matt Ryan uh, in his time in Atlanta. I want to ask each of you this because I feel like this is something um, that, you know, fans have these quirky moments or quirky memories that have nothing to do with, um, you know, the, the, the stats or, you know, the win or loss of the game, but little things that Matt has done in his career that sort of stand out. Um, I, I know I've, my mind has immediately jumped to one moment that ended up on national TV, uh, which was freaking fantastic. And I think many fans loved it. Um, what are some of your memories that stand out from Ryan that aren't necessarily even, um, you know, stats or win related, 
Um, I, I have one. I'm, I'm going to let one of you guys take it because I know one of you is going to take it. But like, it's one of my favorite moments from Matt, especially when the fan base you know, says this guy's boring. He's not an on-field leader. And you see this guy um, do this on the field. So, Evan, um, I'll go to you first here uh, and let you take the first stab at this. I What's might know what it is. <laughs> What's a moment from Matt that you – it doesn't have to be that moment. Like that one immediately jumps to mind, but he's I mean, had it kind of does because yeah. I think it's adorable if it's the moment <laughs> you're talking about. Um, and can we curse on this show? Do it. Yes. Okay. What, uh, what so, are you, why are you yeah. asking that? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just in case there's kids listening, please mute it for a second. Um, when Matt Ryan, as we've talked about, is such a good a good guy you know says all the right stuff and there's an adorable thing to it to where it's like a when a kid says you know a good little kid says a curse word on accident so when matt ryan was yelling get fucking set that to me was like one of the greatest matt ryan moments just because it's like he's such a good guy you know on on and off the field and then you just see him lose his shit during games and that didn't really happen until later in his career as he aged, but those were always special to me when you just see him just start yelling for like, you know, whatever's happening in the game. But was that the moment? Do you oh, know you... absolutely. That was the moment. Okay. Um, but do you I, know I think... what I mean? Like when little kids curse, it's like, oh, that's kind of adorable. That's like <laughs> what it was to me when Matt Ryan, like just went off the rails. Which is hilarious because, um, and I think Sarah, his wife has confirmed this. She, you know, this guy, like when you don't see, he cusses up a storm, man. He is from Philadelphia. Okay. Let's remind everyone. This guy grew up in Philadelphia. There is no way that he does not cuss like every other word. That is, it's actually a requirement. Like if you're born in Philadelphia, you have to, it's part of, it's part of their, uh, their lexicon there. So um, Gina, do you have a favorite moment. It, it can be that one. It could be some others. We've gotten some great gifts of Matt Ryan over the years as well. So are we, there any that stand out to you? We Yes. Um, but I'm actually going to go for the deep cuts. I'm going to share a couple Ooh. of stories from when I was covering the team full time and kind of some interactions with Ryan there, because I think that it Okay, so when this happened, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know what year it was, but the Falcons played the Eagles at home and Matt Ryan threw an interception. It was Roddy White was the intended receiver. It was like on the goal line. And I can't remember which Eagles player intercepted it, but it was like a disastrous play. So the I think Wednesday that was 2015. Uh, I think Kiko you're right. Alonso. Kiko Alonso it was it, off. it was Kiko Alonso. That's that's it. it. Was Thank you, Adnan. Yes. Uh, yes, it was week one. So the next Wednesday, we're in the locker room. We're interviewing Roddy. Of course, people are asking Roddy about because he was the intended receiver. And Roddy, you know, he's known to run his mouth off at times, but not about his teammates <laughs> ever. And so he was like, he took full responsibility. Like, you know, it was my fault, bounced out of my hands. Well, at the time, Julio's locker was right across from Roddy's. And so and Matt's over there and he's talking to Roddy and I'm at the back of the scrum because I'm too small to like fight my way up close to Roddy. So they're like a couple of feet away from me. And when they asked the question, Roddy gave the answer. Matt said something to the effect of that was really nice of him to say because it was a shitty ass throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And then I started laughing and Matt was like, you can't write that. I was like, I would never, but it's been, you know, seven years now and he is no longer the quarterback of the Falcons. And I think that it is kind of a fun glimpse at his personality and kind of <laughs> not, not only just like his personality, but also the fact that he, I think is a true leader and he took, it was a bad throw. He took responsibility for it. So that was one. And then the other one is super silly, but, um, it was thank it was the day before Thanksgiving. The it was Wednesday. We are Matt's at the podium. We're doing an interview. And somebody asked him, you know, what are you what are your three favorite Thanksgiving dishes? And Matt said, turkey <laughs> rolls, because he doesn't eat them very often outside of Thanksgiving. And then he was thumped on the third one and he said, 
my wife's aunt makes a squash casserole that's pretty good. <laughs> Why that is it is still the funniest thing to me because <laughs> oh my god. She said that his third favorite dish was a squash casserole that's pretty good. It has made me laugh every time that I've thought about it for several years. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, those are my two. Some deep cuts. Oh, I love it. Um, Adnan, you have any that stand out to you? You can repeat some of the ones you've heard or you can hit us with uh, you know, your own personal take here. I mean, it's it's kind of wrong of you to make me go right after Gino, who has actual <laughs> insight, you know. <laughs> Sorry, who's been, who's been in, in the locker room and, you know, who, who's sharing stuff that nobody's seen before. But, you know, uh, I, I'll just assume that that's a get back for all of the age stuff over the years. Um, 100%. um no I really love I've my favorite moments from Matt Ryan were was always the intensity especially after Mm. he would score a rushing touchdown and you know you can see the fire in his eyes um and I remember it was the game against the Carolina Panthers and I want to say 2018 uh, 2018 or 2019, it was a home game against the Panthers. Matt Ryan had two rushing touchdowns in that game. And his second rushing touchdown, he, like, dived from, like, the three-yard line against, like, two Panthers. I think uh, one of the Panthers' linebackers was, like, in the end zone waiting for him. And he just, like, jumped up and, like, scored that touchdown and just gave a, a huge scream. And the other one was in the NFC Championship game. Uh, against the against the Green Bay Packers, where you know he scored the touchdown, the dome absolutely erupts. I think it was like twenty four to nothing, or not twenty four. It was like it was a touchdown to make it seventeen to nothing. Julio's uh, long touchdown made it thirty one nothing, and I think it was something else that made it twenty four nothing. But that's beside the point. But I remember he like spiked the ball. He just like threw the ball after that score and he was just like he was just yelling and at that point you just knew all of Atlanta was just right there with him just yelling in spirit right there with him in that very emotional very intense <laughs> moment and oh, man it had had we just finished that job you know in, in that game after that Packers game which it, we agreed is no longer canon and didn't uh didn't happen um my favorite moment would have absolutely been the Instagram post going into the 2016 season. The one of him uh, staring out, uh, uh, staring out, looking at the city of Atlanta mm-hmm. and pretty much writing that post saying, Hey, like uh, there's 53 of us, there's 6 million of you. Let's go win some really big rings. And had the Falcons just completed that job after that season, I think that Instagram post would have gone down in, in Atlanta folklore and Atlanta history, not just sports history. Yeah. Um, I remember that Instagram post uh, in that picture because uh, it, it indicated, I, I remember some of the buildings in the background indicated uh, roughly where he lived in Buckhead at the time. <laughs> and it was across the street from where I worked um, in Atlanta. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh as for me, a couple of memories stand out. There is a fantastic gif that people use all the time of Ryan where his, you know, he looks sort of, you know, off to the side of the field. His eyes get really big. People may forget, but um, he was uh, essentially caught in the middle of, a, I think, a running play. And he, for a split second, thought about trying to throw a block on one of the Saints defensive tackles. And he just sort of fell out of the way, thank God. <laughs> and that look came up on his face. And you know he was thinking, I could have gotten murdered there. Uh, and that gif is one of my favorites of, of Matt Ryan. It's just this, whoo, these big eyes and just him realizing that was a bad, bad, dumb move for him to make. Um, but one of my lasting memories of him that it's really sort sort of more of a a touching memory was after they won the 2016 NFC championship game. And obviously everyone's celebrating, but there's this brief moment and it got caught on camera, but there's this brief moment where Sarah Ryan is on the field. um, And you just see him 
you know, lean down and, and give her a hug and kiss her. And it's just a very um, intimate moment between him and his wife uh, where, you know, he has cleared this hurdle that has been, you know, essentially uh, what he's been fighting for for eight years in the league. And he's finally done it. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, there's his wife there. You can just tell that that moment between them um, was just special because he had, he had cleared that hurdle. He had done something um, that he had set out to do and, it, and he did it really in incredible fashion. Um, like only Matt Ryan could just had a, a monstrous game um, coming out of, you know, that, that NFC championship game. And uh, I love that because it reminded us uh, of just how human this guy is. You know, he, um, sometimes we boil these players down to their stats and what they did in the game and, you know, what plays they made. And we forget that, you know, they're often just very, very human. And that was a very human moment for him. Uh, and I love it. I still, I can still see that memory today. And it's one that's going to stick with me. Um, all right. Obviously Matt Ryan has uh, piled up stats upon stats upon stats. We covered some, at the beginning, he is probably going to pass 60,000 passing yards next year uh, or this year. Pardon me. Uh, he is, I believe, eighth on the all time list. He's probably going to move up to seventh, um, possibly higher before he's done. Um, 222 games. Gina, you mentioned the fact that he only missed he's only missed three games in his entire career. Um, 33 uh, come from behind victories. Uh, the game winning drives. Um, you know, he has clearly been. Uh, just putting together an incredible resume. If you look at where he stands in most of these quarterback rankings, all of the guys that are surrounding him are Hall of Fame players. <laughs> like they're either guys that are in the Hall of Fame or who will soon be in the Hall of Fame. Like his name is next to guys like Peyton Manning, um, Dan Marino, uh, John Elway, uh, Brett Favre. These, and some of these guys, he's passed them. He's passed them on his way to the top. So I'm going to ask each of you this of all of the stats that he has sort of compiled, the passing yards, um, the games played, the number of seasons, um, which one stands out to you as maybe the most impressive. And it doesn't have to be a conventional stat. Um, you know, if you want to speak to his, his durability with as much as he's been hit in his career, I think that's a, a great way to look at it. But um, Evan, I'll start with you here first. What is one of the stats that you think about with Matt Ryan that people don't appreciate enough or that to you is maybe the most impressive stat that he's put together in his time in Atlanta? Probably the all-time passing touchdowns list, um, which he passed Eli Manning, I think, on the very last game of this past season. Um, he's he currently at 367, um, which is ninth most all-time. And I think it's relevant just because if you if you read a lot of the – nonsense on Twitter he apparently doesn't throw touchdowns and just throws interceptions <laughs> so I thought that was pretty eye-opening it's like wait a second he's on the all-time out of all of the player the quarterbacks in NFL history he's ninth well that doesn't sound like somebody who just throws interceptions so to me that's the big <laughs> one yeah th I've always found that like a kind of funny argument like do you actually yeah. know what his stats are? You're saying this, but he's he's literally in the top ten all time of passing <laughs> touchdowns. It's and, such and a he dumb has argument. a chance to keep growing. Um, yeah, he's not done. Yeah, Roethlisberger's ahead of him at 418, but assuming Ryan plays two or maybe even three more seasons, like he can easily get to that number. Um, yeah. And once he hits that, Marino and Rivers are just a couple ahead, so he could end up, you know, sixth, fifth all time technically. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope he does it. Um, let's see here. Adnan, um, what is one of the stats or, you know, it doesn't even have to begin be a conventional stat, but what's one of the things that stands out to you in Matt Ryan's career that sort of is one of the things you cling to as maybe the most impressive. So uh, on November, in November of uh, 2013, uh, the 2013 season, Matt Ryan threw 172 yards against the Seattle Seahawks and, you know, the Falcons lost that game and that 2013 was really rough. But after that game for four full seasons, four plus years, 64 consecutive games, Matt Ryan threw for at least 200 yards in every single game. Oh man, that was a crazy all, record. 
all the way up until uh, 2017. I think uh, the streak broke. Yeah, I remember the streak ended on a Monday night game in Seattle. So the same team that had held held him, you know, to below 200 yards. Uh, the Falcons won that game. Uh, that was the game I think Blair Walsh missed the field goal. And I remember Matt Ryan in the press conference afterwards, I think he had like 195 yards and he barely even like acknowledged the streak. He's like, oh, like, all right, we, we got the win. Like, you know, that's all that matters, which is the type of guy that Matt Ryan has always been. But that's insane. 64 consecutive games to never get below 200 yards. And, you know, that, that's just one off game. You know, it, it's just one game where, you know, you don't have it that day or the circumstances aren't right. Or, you know, you get injured early on in the game. You have to miss enough snaps or you have to get knocked out of the game. And, you know, this poof, the streak is over. But that is an NFL record that Matt Ryan uh made and it's an NFL record which still stands to this day and you know who knows how long it's going to stand for because yeah we have prolific passers in the NFL especially today but like I said for those streaks for those type of moments it just takes one bad day and Matt Ryan you know he it, it just it's just a testament to just how prolific of a passer he was especially at that point in his career for him to, to keep every single week, you knew that, you know, my quarterback's going to get at least a couple hundred yards. And, you know, that's not nothing. You knew that your offense was, was going to be moving up and down the field. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Gina, what's a, a stat that sort of stands out to you for Matt Ryan, his time in Atlanta? Well, I know that you mentioned these specific numbers earlier, and I did not write them down, so I don't remember the the specific stats. But for me, it's the comeback wins and the game-winning drives. Mm. Because when you look at the Falcons' success over Matt Ryan's tenure, I mean, some of those games, they were only that good because of Matt Ryan. And a lot of those games and a lot of those wins could have been losses without Matt Ryan. And I just think that that those stats kind of illustrate how important he has been to this team's success. Um, You know, they don't call him Matty ice for nothing. Dude does have ice water in his veins and (laughs) very rarely, you know, if, if a team would leave the Falcons enough time, especially during the, you know, Matt Ryan, Matt Bryant era, you knew that if they could get in the field goal range, it was going to be a win. And so I just think that that does kind of exemplify how special he has been to this franchise over the past 14 years. Yeah. Um, A few stand out to me. Uh, Gina, you mentioned his durability. I I feel like that's uh, especially with how much he has been hit throughout his career behind some really bad offensive lines. (laughs) 2013, um, he has been incredibly durable um, for being a quarterback that's been hit as much as he has. Um, It was 33 comebacks, 42 game-winning drives. Uh, My favorite part of that is if you take away those game-winning drives from the Falcons in the first five years, the the five years, five straight years uh, from his rookie year until 2012, if you take away the game-winning drives that he orchestrated, the Falcons never once finish above 500 in any of those five seasons. Um, the only reason they were a winning team is because they had a quarterback who could, who could finish games. Um, and that's, that's something that just like hits me hard. It's like, holy crap. Uh, this franchise literally would not be any better off if it weren't for the fact that he was saving them at the end of the games. Um, yeah, it, for me, it's, um, it's that longevity. Um, it's, this is the, the part of the game that I think um, fans don't put enough respect on, you know, they, they say, Oh, well, a uh, bunch of other quarterbacks are going to come and, and pass for 60,000 yards. It's not that big of a deal. Um, you have to last long enough in the NFL to do that. That means you have to be good enough for an extended period of time that teams want to keep you around and not try to replace you. That means you have to be good enough that when you face adversity, when you have guys that get injured around you, when you lose a Julio Jones, when your top receiver is Harry Douglas. Um, when your top running back is Steven Jackson and you still put together 4,000 yards, um, 
that is what keeps you around. That is what keeps you in the league. Uh, that is not easy to do. A lot of these young quarterbacks, they're having a great you know, start to their young careers, and they very well, very well may be at the top of some of these lists that Ryan is at the top of right now. Um, but Ryan has already made it 14 years, and he's still playing. That is rare in the NFL. Um, he had 10 straight seasons with 4,000 yards passing or more. 10 straight seasons, an entire decade where he never dipped below 4,000 yards in a season. Um, that kind of productivity does not come around every single year. Um, since uh, Matt Ryan was drafted, the NFL, just within the draft, not even talking about free agents, the NFL, NFL teams have drafted over 120 quarterbacks in that same time frame. Um, and very, very few of them are anywhere close to matching the pace that Matt Ryan did in his first 14 years uh, from a statistical standpoint. That kind of uh, durability and productivity at the beginning of, uh, of a player's career, um, it, it is not respected enough. Um, you can fall in love with these new quarterbacks. I love watching these new guys. They're fun to watch. But Matt Ryan has done something that very, very few quarterbacks in the league have done, um, and he has been consistently productive for 14 years. Uh, and probably uh, in Indianapolis, is probably going to be 15, maybe even 16. Um, and that deserves to be celebrated. All right, we're going to wrap up this podcast, but I want to get some final thoughts from each of you. Um, it's, I, I still feel kind of numb. I feel like the news hasn't completely sunk in that Matt Ryan is done with the Falcons. Um, I feel like we didn't have time to prepare for this. Um, I think many of us thought he was going to play in Atlanta in 2022. Uh, and I don't want to talk about the circumstances that led to this, but any final thoughts um, about Matt Ryan's time in Atlanta? Adnan, I'm going to go to you here first. Uh, final thoughts about Matt Ryan and his 14 years with the Falcons. Matt Ryan was the face of a generation. Uh, Matt Ryan was the face of the franchise through its most successful time period uh, in franchise history. And, you know, Matt Ryan built the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, mm. There would be no Benz if there was no Matt Ryan uh, because the team needed that kind of success to warrant that sort of investment. And the one thing that I want to say is there is an entire generation of Falcons fans who uh, were inspired by Ryan and many of whom, you know, even became fans through Matt Ryan because, you know, it's it, even nowadays, even people within, you know, within the city where the team is, you know, sometimes they decide to, you know, pursue other avenues of fanhood and you know maybe someone who is in Atlanta would become like a fan of another team for example but you know through Matt Ryan bringing that success in Atlanta it became you know not only bearable but it became you know nice to be a Falcons fan and you know I think that this franchise has uh, a lot more fans than it would have uh had it not been for Matt Ryan and, you know, just a big thank you to number two for, uh, you know, making for letting me look forward to Sundays every single year in the fall. <laughs> well said, Evan, um, any final thoughts on Matt Ryan? Yeah. Um, it makes me think of last year. I can't remember when, but, Adnan did a um, a really good job on a series covering the greatest moments in like Atlanta Falcons history. Um, and the two final ones, I can't remember which one won, but the two final ones that were voted on by the fan base, like these, these weren't Adnan's decisions. It was the fans who voted <laughs> bracket style um, was Matt Ryan being drafted by the Falcons versus Matt Ryan winning MVP. Um, so that speaks volumes of how important he is. He's literally the two best moments in Falcons history, according <laughs> to Falcoholic readers. Um, I said it on Kevin's show earlier, um, but it's like when you do that, your Mount Rushmore for Falcons players, he's number one, you know, and he yeah. should be number one on everybody's list. Um, 
you know, it's sad to see him go out like this. Like, you know, unfortunately, a lot of NFL players who were great for their franchises, it ends on a slightly sour note. Um, not everybody goes off in the sunset after winning a Super Bowl, um, which, you know, that that's how it would be if you wrote it down, like, as a script. But, yeah, it's sad to see. But, you know, I'm going to miss seeing number two out there. But all we can do is move forward and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Gina, um, your thoughts uh, as we close out our talk about Matt Ryan. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to, I swore that I would not cry in this podcast. So I'm just going to say, I hope he wins a fucking Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, as for me, uh, I, I've watched a lot of bad Falcons football <laughs> over the years. I watched through the 80s, through the 90s, through the aughts. Um, I don't think uh, fans will ever truly appreciate just how much Matt Ryan meant to this franchise. Um, And not just to the franchise from a wins and losses standpoint, because certainly he owns all these records, but um, he stepped in and he was a leader uh, that that this franchise needed more than any. Um, they were in dire straits after 2007 and my God, he saved them. He made them relevant. Uh, he is, uh, going to be one of my favorite all-time players period in NFL history. And even with fans booing him, even with, you know, a mountain of pressure on his shoulders, he never once cracked. He always conducted himself as a true professional um, never once lashed out. You never heard a bad thing said about the guy. Um, that's saying a lot. He went through a lot with this team, good and bad. And um, he was better than w- what we deserved. Uh, fantastic player, an even better person. Um, I wish Matt Ryan all the luck in the world. And I'm with you, Gina. I hope he brings home the Lombardi uh, for the Indianapolis Colts uh, as he wraps up his fantastic Hall of Fame career. Um, with that, we've come to the end of this podcast. Um, thanks, guys, for listening on this. Um, and our final goodbyes, Adnan, remind our listeners where they can find you and what you have going on. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Say Which Way. Um, don't search for me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, what we have going on is just a lot of free agency content and, you know, just stick with the Falcoholic for any breaking news, any, you know, draft takes. Uh, I know on the Falcoholic Live, we'll have uh, our yearly draft shows for the first round and for day two. And, you know, just stick with the Falcoholic as your one-stop shop for everything Falcons related, everything you could want. And uh, watch the Falcoholic Live every Wednesday at uh, 8 p.m. I'm on there with <laughs> Kevin Knight. Absolutely. Um, Evan, tell the listeners where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Evan Birchfield. Um, also, if you don't mind and you have an Instagram, follow the underscore Falcoholic. Um, and then just as Adon said, just go to falcoholic.com for anything Falcons related. and. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, check us out on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. In the world. Dave's kind of been doing most of the content there, but. Yeah. I'm not touching that in more ways than one. Um, all right. Gina, get us out of here before we, uh, we, we draw the ire of HR. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gina Thomas. Um, these days, I'm mostly tweeting rage about Falcons football, so it's very <laughs> relevant to your interests. Um, and also, specifically, check out Falcoholic Live on Wednesday because the guys are going to have Patrick DeMarco on, a former Falcons fullback and absolute legend. Um, so definitely check that out. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, looking forward to seeing that. 
I feel like um, me and Evan should have uh, plugged that a bit better. I kind of forgot. <laughs> until this night. I was giving you guys a chance to, but too. since you didn't, I thought that I would just toss it out there. I, I decided to plug the OnlyFans instead. <laughs> I love how Gene Gene goes on one wow. time and is better at plugging than we are. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's uh, she's an experienced pro. Um, all right. Uh, as for me, guys, you can now find me on Twitter at PlainDW. Uh, my handle has changed. Uh, updates for this podcast at Falcoholic Pod. Of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. So, for Adnan Ikic, Evan Birchfield, and Gina Kelly, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.